Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. This is Valeen Shah, your facilitator for I Love Braille, welcoming you on May the 4th, 2023. This event is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind, Berkeley, California, and strongly supported by American Council of the Blind. Well, friends, I'm so happy to welcome our guest speaker today, Herbie Allen. Herbie has been blind since birth, as he told me, and I was really fascinated to read his bio. He is a history major, and I may just want to add here, Herbie, that I taught history, several classes of history, but I didn't find you there. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so, well, that's one thing, but Herbie has a multifaceted personality, and we are so blessed, and I'm so privileged to have him as our guest speaker. Well, everybody knows Herbie because he has been with us almost every time, whether he's a streamer, as a host, as a participant, but as you all know, today he is our guest speaker. And he has interest in music. Starting in help. Sports, to stop help. Perform a four finger double tap. Touch. Three finger double tap. Toggle mute. And today, Herbie is going to talk about the Braille input on smartphones. He will mainly cover iPhone and also partly he will also mention about Android. So, well, when it comes to using Braille, I'm the one who supports everything related to Braille. And this is something I may call it about the marriage between Braille and technology. How we can use Braille, people are talking about uh, Braille being obsolete and will disappear. But here we are. We see a good combination between braille and technology so that not only you can use the braille keyboard to type your messages on smartphones but also there are e-readers and braille displays and you know those are the devices that help you read in braille thousands and millions of pages the fiction stories news just you just name it that has all become possible because of the as i said before marriage between braille and technology so let's touch one aspect of braille and technology combination how we can use the braille keyboard and have our Braille input on smartphones. I will not take too long time for you because Herbie is impatiently waiting. But more than that, our audience is inquisitive and impatiently waiting to hear Herbie. Over to Herbie Allen. All right. Thank you, Valine. And good morning. Good afternoon, everybody. Whenever you are listening to this, I am honored to be here with you all today. So, yes, indeed. Is Braille obsolete? Let's start with that question. I say no. In fact, it is just as useful to me today as it was back when I was a kid. Now, let's talk about history for a second. So I did grow up in the partial dinosaur age. I say that because, well, when uh, I was a kid... The Braille and Speak had only just come out. In fact, I didn't even see one until like the early 1990s. So um, my experience was with like the old computers and uh, the old-fashioned Braille writers. So I grew up in, in an era between with emerging technologies. Let's uh, leave it at that. How about? And so I, as I grew up, I kind of didn't use braille as much because i started using the computer well then they came along with this new fandangled iphone and i just had to get one and 
One of the things that really got me back into Braille was my irritation with other typing methods on the iPhone. Because, let's face it, if you... Typing can be a frustrating experience on the phone. You do have dictation. That's fine to a point, but there's a lot of things I don't like about it. It's really hard for me to actually think out how I want to type. I also lose privacy because if I want to say anything in public, everybody else hears it. And I used the on-screen keyboard for a while, but the problem I was running into whenever I used Bluetooth devices, there was always a delay, a delay, a delay, a delay. And I'd upgrade my phones thinking, okay, this newer phone has a better processor. There's going to be less of a delay. And there was not. So then Chanel told me, you ought to try Braille screen input because it works differently. So I did, and I was like, oh, it does! It's, like, perfect. Well, it's kind of gone a little bit downhill since then, but it, it is still my number one way of writing on the iPhone. And I'm going to give you all a demonstration of how it works and how you can set it up. I do recommend once you... Uh, get it that you just start by doing some practicing with it, but I can assure you that uh, you'll really uh, love it. At least I, I certainly did. Now, Braille screen input is not the only way. Let's talk about what Braille screen input is. It is a way that you can just use your phone without any external devices and write, orient your phone to where you can write in the Braille cell combination on your phone. Braille screen input is the built-in method of doing it, but there are some third-party applications that are still floating around that will also let you do this. I know some people swear by mBraille. Um, that is one, and I think Pocket Brailler is another one, or I'm just getting it mixed up with the old-fashioned Pocket Brailler that I got to play with a long time ago. Um, but there are some third-party Braille keyboard apps that... Uh, We'll have some applications uh, built into it, application support built into them and whatnot. But this is one that is built right into uh, Apple. And um, Android has recently come up with their own version of Braille screen input. And by the way, if you want to know how to enable it on Android, you just uh, Google it and it will come up as a result. You don't even have to click on any pages. Just go to your through your headings and it's right there. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But um, let's start now with the iPhone. And I'm going to put my keyboard out the way here. And 1106. One let's open my phone. Settings. Active. And settings. we're going go to go to settings. 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 Words. Headings. And I will slow my Audio speech ducking. down. Oh, I meant to do rate. that earlier. 60. I do apologize. 55%. There we go. Braille. Heading. Output. Contracted button. So let's actually voiceover. go back a screen back here because I was looking at this earlier. So what we want to do is we want to go to settings, accessibility, voiceover, and braille. And uh, so again, accessibility in settings. So settings, accessibility, voiceover, and braille. So when we go to Braille, we've got several options that we're going to be presented with. And uh, let's see, why have you stopped coming through my uh, speaker here? All right, let's see if I can... Messages. Now, Cindy Hollis. Backup hosts. Okay, I do apologize. I suddenly am getting in flux of messages. Okay, I'm trying to get it to come back to my speaker so you can hear it clear. Double tap time. There we go. Double tap time. Tap double learn voice tip braille button. Here we go. Okay, so I was just kind of swiping through quickly. So speech button. So braille is next to speech voiceover recognition and voiceover recognition. So it's in between those two. So we're going to double tap on braille output contracted button. So we've got a mixture of braille support options here. And um, it's going to be a mixture of things that support the Braille displays and uh, Braille screen input. And we're just going to focus on the Braille screen input aspect of this. So we can ignore the output. Input. Contracted. Button. We can ignore the input. Those are for Braille displays. Braille screen input. Contracted. Button. Braille screen input. Contracted. Okay, so now let's take a look at this. 
uncontracted six dot braille. So something important, you have your choice of which method you want to have supported, because if you only know grade one, then perhaps you uh, would only rather use grade one braille. Now, the advantage of grade two braille, of course, means that you get to write. Writing in contracted means it's a real time saver because uh, using contractions is a lot quicker than typing out things. Selected. Contracted braille. Reverse dot positions. On. Reverse dot positions. I actually like to have this on, and it reorients my phone to where I uh, hold it to, um, I, I hold the phone to where, um, like, the uh, earpiece is on the right, and so the dot six is on the right-hand side, and dot three is on the left-hand side. That feels more natural to me, and I personally like it better. If you have it off, then your uh, dots are kind of reversed, and it's... I, I I find it like like I feel like I'm writing in real braille. Okay, I'm getting a trust alert. That's why it's throwing a fit. Okay. Um. So that's it for braille screen input. And um. Okay, this is we're having a nightmare here. Hold on, guys. The phone wants me to input the password. So. That's. The only other thing that we really need to worry about with Braille screen input is Braille tables. And so let's talk about um, the elephant in the room here. And that is going to be UEB. Yes, the dreaded UEB. By default, this is what uh, Apple really does support with the Braille tables, is the UEB method. It is possible, though, to download the other braille tables and there is one for EBAB if you prefer that. I will say that I did start off with that method because I really wasn't too thrilled with trying to learn a new braille code. But I ended up switching over to UEB and while I've not done any actual like lessons in it, I've learned little things over the years. And the reason why I like to do UEB is I can do a lot of computer braille things in there that I just cannot with the uh, old-fashioned ones. So, for instance, I can do an email address. I can do a web address. Things like that, which just make life a whole lot easier. And it's I'm able to do it all in braille. Yes, I do have to get used to some things like extra number signs. But the nice thing about uh, if you want to learn UEB, Braille screen input is a great way because you're learning how the phone translates things. So if you make a mistake, like um, using the uh, two contraction, you you kind of learn it right away versus if you're just reading it in Braille and you're learning one code to another, you might not see that mistake. So it can be a great way to learn the changes, in uh, my opinion. All Braille, right. Braille screen Braille, Braille, back, Braille. So I'm now going to... Calendar, Thursday, Open May a uh, notes file here. Open notes. If you're going to. All right. Home, social folder. So let's actually start by... Uh, we'll do this as a live demonstration. So one of the annoying things, as you can hear, is Siri is not the most reliable. So let's talk about one of the cool things you can do with Braille screen input right off the bat, and that is open applications from your home screen. Yes, no awful Siri, no nothing like that. We can just go to Braille screen input. Characters, Braille screen input. And Orientation I can type locked. in Landscape. notes, and screen all I have to do is type in Six dot N. N, 11 apps, NBC. And it's giving me all the apps now that begin with N. I want to narrow it down, so let's hit O. O, one app. Notes. And there's only one app that begins with N-O. And then I can do, in my case, it'll be a two-finger swipe right. If you have your dots positions off, it'll be a swipe left. Portrait. Notes. And just like that, I have opened an application, and it doesn't matter where the app is on your phone. So, like, my notes is in a file editor's folder, for instance, but I didn't have to go looking for that. I could just type in N-O right there from my home screen. Let's talk... About something else that I forgot to mention, though, that this is really important. You'll need to put Braille screen input in your rotor for you to be able to use it. 
And you do this by going to the rotor in accessibility and double tapping Braille screen input so it's selected. And that's how you get access to it. Now, where to put it in your rotor? I recommend putting it in between characters and words. And the reason why is one of the annoying things about Braille screen input, it can really throw off focus because you have to go into it and out of it. And if it's in the wrong spot, I really found it to be jumpy, but I found if I have it between the characters and words, then it really seems to make all the difference. So I'll show you Settings. that real quick, Active. and then we're going to come back to notes. Setting. Status cells. Button. Braille screen input. VoiceOver. So let's back. go Voice to over. our rotor menu. Audio. Button. Rotor actions. Rotor. Button. Ah, here we go. Selected. Characters. Re selected. Braille screen input. There you go. Selected. Words. And so, reorder words. There you go. I've got draggable. my Braille screen and put in between Actions characters available. and words. And this seems to really help it when it comes to the focus. All right. Notes. So let's active. go back to notes. No. May first, two thousand twenty-three. And we're just going collaborate. To do button. a new note. Camera. Button. Checklist. Button. Show handwrite. New note. Button. Thank you. Note. Text field is editing. Character mode. Insertion so point now start. I can just start typing. So I need to go into Braille screen input. So I'm going to do my rotor gesture. I have mine set to the default with the turning two fingers. Braille screen input. Ebrahim Orientation host now. Landscape. And screen there you away go. Mode. We got, um... All right. There you go. It just now uh, took it to what uh, you may have heard. Uh, those of you on the stream may have been hearing double voice over there. I do apologize. But uh, it took me into Braille screen input. So I can write anything I want. How about I write the start to write the alphabet? A B C D E F G. Hmm, you know what? I just realized I should be proper. I think I'm going to capitalize it. So, can I erase my mistakes here? Abduck. Oop, I yep, I can. I can do a two finger swipe left in my case. I'm going to assume though that you guys have yours you'll have your dots position off. So it'll be a two-finger swipe right, and that deletes the entire word. One of the things that's really cool about that, by the way, there is no standard command outside of Braille screen input to delete an entire word. But we can do that in Braille screen input, or we can do a one-finger swipe right and delete a character instead. But that's one of the things that I think is cool about Braille screen input, is you can delete entire words. So even if you're just editing something... That can be a real lifesaver. You need to be a little bit good with your recursor positioning, but uh, that's a great way to delete entire words. So uh, if you use Braille screen input for no other reason, there you go. So I can do a capital. Dot six. Cap A, B, C, B, D. Dot, dots one, two. D, E, F. And you know what? I'm going to stop at F. Space. And uh, can I do my uh, grade two contractions? Well, let's hit B. B, space. C, space. D, space. E, space. So it's not reading back to me, but if I go out of Braille screen input. Portrait. And now I can read back what I wrote just by doing my normal swipe gestures. May, note, text field, is editing. Abdef, but can do every. Word mode, insertion. There you heard. Abdef, can, but can do every. So I was using my, you know, just the simple braille, braille two, uh, grade two there to uh, write out um, different words. So, you know, instead of having to write out B-U-T and C-A-T. Lines. You know what? How words, about a braille word? Screen so um, what if I told Valine I couldn't make it today? So I'll just write. Dot cap space. Dots four five C space. E space. Space. D period. Space. All right, let's double check my work. Make note, text field is editing. I cannot make it today. Word mode, insert. There you go. I just nicely wrote out that little sentence. Now, Braille screen input can have some focusing Lines. issues. So what do Words, we do Braille when screen it becomes input. Orientation wonky? locked. Landscape with... Well, we need to recalibrate the dots. And to do that, that is simply a four, five, six, followed by immediately by one, two, three. Dot positions calibrated. And I will tell you, this takes a little bit of practice, and you've got to be really, really quick. So, um, let's see here. 
what did I mean by Braille screen input can teach me some things? I want to write the date today. So I think it's, oh, it's May 4th. So I'm going to write. Dots three, four, five, six, zero, five, hyphen, D. Dots one, J, D. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm now using UEB. I cannot do a hyphen and then continue the numbers. I need to remember that number sign now. Dot, dots two, four, five, dots three, four, five, six, zero, four. Hyphen dots three four five two 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 space. So there you go. I can learn something very valuable about UEB just by making that simple error and seeing that it's coming in as letters, and that's a good reminder. Oh yeah, I need to do extra number signs. So um, my minus with today it make capital I. All right. So um, that is pretty cool. There, no, I'm just erasing everything. Okay. So. What if we want to do a Braille cell? This is an interesting question, and there's several ways to do it. And we can do a with sign and then press dot one. Four. And we get four. And that's the best four. way to describe it. I just hold down the width and then I press dot one and lift up at the same time. Or you can do it with any of the other dots. So that is that. Okay, now let's talk about some other things because there are two modes with Braille screen input. Tab. Uh, we don't want the tab. All right. Tab. Orientation unlocked. Tabletop mode. Okay, so now you heard it saying orientation mode. unlocked. B. All right. Um, and you may hear some messages coming through my phone. I can't help that. Um, but sounds like some things are going on here. All right. So, um, by default, your orientation is going to be unlocked. Tabletop mode. And you're going to be presented with two modes. Tabletop mode. Screen away mode. And screen away mode. So, let's talk about the two. Tabletop mode. Landscape. Landscape. Okay, this is going to irritate me. Tab. Orientation locked. Thank you. All right. Space. So... New line, new line, new line, new new line. All right, I don't even know which mode it's in. Hold on, guys. Orientation unlocked. Tabletop mode. No. Screen away mode. Thank you. Orientation locked. All right. New new so new new, new line. All right. What Portrait. Frail screen input or space. New 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 line. Portrait. Okay. Frail screen input. It's L. misinterpreting dots my four, dots five, six. here. L dots four five six. Oh. Dot positions calibrated. Everything got reoriented. Okay. New line, LLB. So I'll need to go fix that in a minute. So that's really... Okay, so you can change your Braille orientation with the way you hold your phone. Orientation so, unlocked. Um, I see, because it got landscape. locked into la landscape mode. Okay. Landscape. So let's talk tabletop about mode. tabletop screen and away screen mode. away mode. Tab. And. Tab. Orientation locked. All right. I'll fix my dot calibrations later. But uh, let's talk about. I, I do apologize, guys. This is a live demonstration, though. So tabletop versus screen away mode. The default mode is tabletop. And the way that works is it's meant to look more like a brailler. And so you have your dots in a row, literally. So you hold your fingers in line format. So you got dots one, two, three on one side, dots four, five, six on the other. Or you can use screen away mode. And to do that, you flip the phone towards you, the screen towards you, and it'll lock it and put it in screen away mode. And then what I like to do is a three finger swipe up to lock the orientation. And that way it'll just stay in one mode. And then you can hold screen away mode in whatever way you want. Screen away mode works like working in a braille cell so um for those of you for instance if you use the hable one it's designed like that where you're working in a braille cell rather than the keys being lengthwise and so picture a braille cell in your head and so on the one side you got your dots one two three and the other side dots four five six and um it uh, is I, I personally find that method a little bit more ergonomical, but uh, you've got to figure out what works best for you. So 
And so that's the difference between tabletop and screen away mode. Some other things you can do with Braille screen input. Okay, you're sending a message and you don't want to fiddle with that awful send button trying to find it. This works, by the way, in messages and WhatsApp. So you can do a three-finger swipe. In your case, it would be a three-finger swipe up to send. Um, but the direction these go, by the way, is going to really depend on how you have your phone orientated. So this is where you really just want to play with it first and figure out what works best for you. So, um, like I said, I have mine facing a certain way, and that's just the way I like it. But um, that can just immediately send a message. It will not work in email, by the way, but it will work in messages. It works in Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp. So no having to hunt for the send button. So that is a really cool feature about Braille screen input. You can delete characters. You can do spaces. You've got your normal punctuation. And you can customize the Braille gestures too in the voiceover. And if you go to the commands, you can customize the gestures. And um, it's a, you know, it, it works pretty well. Some people prefer to do Braille screen input on the iPad rather than the iPhone because you've got more real estate. Um, I've not had any experience with it on the iPad. But uh, I, that is what I've heard. Uh, is that some people do prefer the iPad because of the, that uh, aspect. So let's see, what else can I talk about Braille screen input? Let's see what time we're looking at here. It is, okay, 11.25, my time, perfect. Very good, very good. I'm going to just then briefly mention some differences I know of between Braille screen input, (coughs) excuse me, on iPhone versus Android. Oh, one other thing I will mention, and uh, I know it's strange for me to talk negatively about this, there is no way, at least no built-in way to do Braille on the Mac. That would be kind of cool. You can always use an external Braille device, of course, but um, you can Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention, you can switch between grade 1 and grade 2 Braille as well in the Braille screen input. So if you want it locked into grade 1 Braille, you can switch it on the fly. Um, With Android, I understand you have a little bit more customizability. So TalkBack is the screen reader that for sure supports Braille screen input. And um, here I'm going to uh, just real briefly uh, Google the exact instructions once again on how to enable it. But uh, it was pretty straightforward. I understand that you have a little bit more editing abilities in Braille on Android than you do with the iPhone. Like, I guess you can navigate through forms and not have to switch out of Braille screen input if you're on a website. That is something we cannot do on the iPhone. So if I just Google how to enable Braille screen input on Android... You, and by the way, I don't have it set up to where you can hear my computer. But actually, you know what? We can fix that. Give me just a second. So I will let you hear the Google results in real time. And this will look the same regardless of whether you are using um, Mac or Windows. So, whoa. Okay, I see my problem here. All right, so let's go over here to my switches. Okay. Source channels. On. So you're now hearing my voiceover. Music. Safari. Safari. <coughs> and we're going to go to... Um, braille screen input on Android. Thank you. So I just Googled right in the search bar, you know, how to turn on Braille screen input in Android. So I'm going to go through my headings. Heading level one. Filters and topics. Don't care about that. Heading level one. Search results. Search results. All Heading right. Heading level two. Featured snippet from the web. Heading level three. Step one. Set up the TalkBack Braille keyboard. So this is the advantage of, you know, Googling something Google-related on Google. List six items. One, open the talk back menu. One of six. Two, to enable the Braille keyboard. Two of six. So they call it the Braille keyboard. Three, open an app that you can type in, like Gmail or Google Keep. Three of six. Four, to find the keyboard, move focus to the text field and double tap. So I think we missed something. One, Hold on. open the talk back menu. One of six. 
two to enable the braille keyboard two of six. Oh, it didn't read it like it did earlier okay <clears throat> list six item heading level I three love you too. step one set up the talk back braille keyboard heading left three four to find the keyboard move focus to the text field and double tap four of five select switch input method or next language five of six six select talk back braille keyboard six of six end of list link heading level three Use the TalkBack Braille keyboard. Android Accessibility Help Google HTTPS colon. And there's an Android Accessibility Help article that you can click on for more information on that. So let's see some other things with Braille screen input I want to talk about real quick. And then we'll get to some questions. Um, you can use it for passwords if you're really good with the keyboard. I personally do not, but Chanel does. So she'll use it for her like iPhone unlock password, for instance. So that is something you can definitely do. I recommend you practice just at first writing in like notes or something like that, just to get used to what it's like to write on a screen. Excuse me. You're going to have, I feel like, the best results if you're writing on a flat surface. So a table I, or something like that is going to yield a little bit better than results than your lap. And even though it's called screen away mode, once you lock the orientation, it'll stay in that mode or tabletop mode, whichever one you lock it in. And then you can hold the phone any way you want and be able to write... And so it's kind of like, you know, locking your phone into a portrait mode. It's the, that same concept. All right. Let's see now if uh, you all have any questions. And Valaine, since you are our, uh, you know, uh, main facilitator, I'll start with you. And then we'll just go on down the line. Thank you so much, Arby. I can tell you it could be a really good teacher. You have a loud and clear voice. And uh, the presentation was pretty high-tech, I believe, for many of our participants, but including myself, I may say. But I may tell you that I understood almost everything that you said, and I'm, I, I keep wondering how I'll be able to use this option. So I will have to try a lot. Probably that applies to many of our participants, that you will have to practice and try and try so that you can use the braille input screen one thing that is clear from herbie's presentation that you can do a lot using braille input screen and uh, that was obvious by his presentation and demonstration so thank you so much for making this session so interesting uh, i noticed that Quite a few of the participants joined late uh, and they did miss a portion of your presentation. So for them and for everybody else, I would like to say or repeat that we do have our episodes recorded and posted on our website, which is www.eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. Is that right, Abraham? Uh, correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, one thing I will say, and because yeah. I tell people this with the Mac too, you mm -hmm. want to learn, if you want to learn, you know, when it comes to Braille screen input, start with some practice. And then are there any apps that you like to use on your phone a lot that require writing? You know, for instance, I prefer to use the Facebook app on my phone rather than the Facebook website. So if I want to post anything or if I want to make comments, I'm going to have to do some writing. So that'd be a good place for me to practice. That's where I did a lot of my Braille screen input practice or texting. Not everybody has the ability to do it on their uh, computer. So if you're somebody that sends a lot of text messages, another great place to practice your Braille screen inputs. So what do you like to do on your phone? And that'll be, I think, a good motivator. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So I'm pretty sure... There are people who have questions. I think I'm, I'm seeing as many as four hands up. And by the time you explain, there will be more questions. So this floor is open for questions. Let's get started with the first person who has a question. And our host, Abraham, will announce the name. Okay, we have Diane. Diane, all right. Welcome. Diane Wilmack. Yep. 
I was going to say I love Braille and input mode on my iPad because that's where I use it mainly um, in Google Sheets. Excellent. Um, and oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I had played with it off and on over the years since it came out, but I've actually really uh, started using it more in the past few months and it's actually yes I, I i really like it now i need to just switch over to uab instead of grade two but that's a whole nother topic you'll find it's a lot less scarier than you realize and well uh, I, I kind of know uab because of work right but yeah all right well, and before cool. we go to the next person, uh, Herbie, you mentioned <laughs> Chanel, but I'm sure not everybody knows who Chanel is. So why don't you ah, yes. tell people? <laughs> well, Chanel, first of all, you all should know who Chanel is because she's the voice you hear giving these Zoom participation instructions. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's uh, Chanel. Yep. And she's also my wife. We've been married for about uh, oh, 12 or so years. Good for you. Uh, thank you. And she's also a very uh, active member of the uh, ACB community. And um, you hear her as one of the morning crew on ACB Presents every morning. So make sure you tune into that. Uh, that's at six in the morning for those of you on the West Coast. But uh, Tyann is able to do it. So I know the rest of you can too. So it was uh, Travis. And, uh, you know, he's also on the West Coast. So, uh, um, but. Uh, and uh, Chanel is uh, very much into technology as well. And she actually was using Braille on the phone before I was. And uh, she was using a couple of different apps. Like I said, she was an Embraille user. And uh, I, I gave that app a try. I didn't like it as much. <clears throat> and there was another Braille app that came out for the phone even before Embraille that I know she was using that was definitely a very interesting uh, one. And... Um, so that's uh, that, that. That's who is. That's uh, all about Chanel. Thank you. Okay, let's go to the next person. Except we have Scott. Scott Edward. Scott, welcome. Hi, Scott. All right, thanks. Uh, I don't suppose there would happen to be a way of make of creating a shortcut to to go into Braille screen input, uh, like either for either back tap or Siri or. I don't think so. Um, maybe a back tap, but I don't believe that is possible, no. Um, it's definitely a rotor action. Um, right. So I, I do not believe that is possible. And also it's, also, it's one of those keyboard functions that, again, shows up when you're in the proper edit field where it'll work so right. it's, it's it not like it's a constant either you couldn't, couldn't do it just any time anywhere no you cannot oh. you have to be in an edit field or on your home screen all right okay thanks thank you scott and next one next up michael moore michael moore all right michael <laughs> hey uh this may not have to do uh, I don't know if this has to do with the brilliant Braille screen input, but with like the new Braille displays, with, with, with the with the hid protocol, do, do do they can can the Braille displays with the hid protocol can they work with can they work with like Amazon Fire tablets? I that's a good question for like the independent uh, blindfully uh, a living podcast. Be I, I want to say. No, because I know Android, I believe, okay, let me, I'll tell you what I know. It's my understanding that a lot of devices will support the HID format if you're using USB, but not with Bluetooth. Okay. So, um, USB for, for HID? USB, yeah. So that, for example, like an NLS, like, like an NLS e-reader, I, like I said, I do not own a tab. I, I do not own a tablet, but one of my friends I'm working with uh, has got a tablet. But I don't even know if they even have USB. So if it's so, if there's a USB tab, a USB port on the tablet, then pos then would it be possible for the NLS e-reader to work for it? To work so it? most tablets nowadays will have a USB C port, and um, 
even the iPad, most of the iPad models do now. I want to say if not all, then the majority of the iPad models support to USB. And so I would imagine that the Android, which has supported USB-C on the phone for a long time now, I would imagine all their tablets would support it too. So... Um, I do not know, I do not have an NLS e-reader, so I don't know if they have a USB connection. I would imagine they do, because you have to have some way of charging them. Um, yeah, because with the NLS e-reader, there's a USB-C port, that's how you charge it. Yep. Now, my question is, with because with uh, in order for it to be a, uh, in order for the NLS e-reader to be a Braille display, you have to have, to, you have to hook up the cable to the USB-C port on the Tablet. NLS e-reader. Right. So, uh, no, to the to the you know the, the USB C connection is to the NLS e reader. So the other end, if it's a if it's a standard USB cable like on a computer, would the tap would you be able to pair it to a tablet via USB? If you didn't have the uh, what if it if whatever it is the so US, if it. If it First, so the way what I would use is a USB C to USB C cord because those are stand. It's the same connection on both ends, so you'd be able to plug in the one side to your tablet and the other okay. into the port into the Braille display, and you'll be good to go. Um, if you have a huh. if you're using it with a computer, then you'll need to see if your computer is using USB A or USB C, and that will matter which type of cord you get. Okay. Um, if you're using an iPhone right now, the only way to do it with a USB-C or USB-A for that matter is you would need a light, what is called a lightning adapter. And it's a, it's a technically a camera, lightning to camera adapter. That's what it's technically called, but it can run a lot of other USB accessories. And so you can plug it into your phone that you plug it into the lightning port of your phone. And then the other end has the USB C connect the USB connections that you would plug into and then the other end goes into the Braille display. And I also recommend it's uh, gonna be on the second or fourth Saturday of the month, and I know Dorlin of course will probably talk more about this call too, though it's it's not her call, but um doing Braille digitally is a call that you should definitely go to. It's ran by Nikki. And um you know they will talk she talks all about the digital Braille aspect of uh things so with braille displays devices the whole nine yards so that's another great resource um but i don't know and and the problem is the fire tablets you know they're made by amazon not by google and that again can throw another wrench into things with what will and won't work and so i think the you're I, I don't have an fire. I, I have an older tablet from like 2017, but uh, I haven't used that thing in years. So I guess the only thing you can do is really give it a try and see what happens. And um, but you are more limited with that support in Android overall. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> next up, we have Jody. All right, Jody. Hello, Valine, and hello, Herbie. Uh, I I found the list of all of the gestures under commands and voiceover. Yep. For for the Braille display, and that's been the biggest barrier is you know how do you add uh, spaces and all the, all that between. So that's a great resource too. And uh, then the question I had was about you mentioned calibration, and could you describe that? And then I also wanted to give a plug for ibugtoday.org if people would like to learn more about how to use their iPhones with Braille displays and other things. It's a great resource, and I'm surprised you didn't mention that one. <laughs> All right. Well, because I was just fo- cause I was, um, focused on – because we two reasons why I didn't mention iBug. One, we were focused on like just the Braille screen input – um, two, on multiple devices. Two, they are not big Braille users over there. Like, the, it's good for general iPhone usage, but it's, Braille is, in my opinion, at least from what I've noticed, is not a big, um, there, there are some people that definitely use it over there. Maria Christage, for instance, who's also yeah. around, the, you know, is a big Braille user. Same with Chanel. And so there's more individuals I'd recommend you to 
it, when it comes to braille specific questions as opposed to <clears throat> uh, if that makes sense all right now you want to know about calibration so yeah, what's the calibration for? The calibration is when your dots don't are not writing correctly. Like you're writing a dot six and it comes out as a dot five or whatever. And you know you're typing in the right dots. So you can just recalibrate with the four, five, six followed by the one, two, three. And that resets the orientation within the phone. And I find I have to do oh, that a okay. lot myself. Some people have to do it less, so... I think it depends on the person's hands and finger placement, because you're, you're and you're dealing with a you know a flat screen. You're not dealing with like dedicated keys, so things right. can just move more. Okay. Well, thank you. You are welcome. Okay. The next okay. One. Next Dan? up is Dan. Dan. Hi, Dan. Thank you. Hey, how are you? Get Excellent. Good. Good. Herbie, thank you. Thank you for the presentation this morning. It was great. Um, I'm I'm fairly new to Braille screen input, but I, I find it really helpful for uh, text messaging, email, and that kind of thing. I've had great success using the iPad and tabletop mode. Um, I've struggled some more with the iPhone, and Jody somewhat beat me to the punch on the calibration question. Um, I seem I seem to be able to get the uh, the keys calibrated when I'm in the screen away mode. Using tabletop mode on the phone is, is it is it the same is it the same four five six one two three? Um, I to believe so. In tabletop mode. Um, I will tell you though, like I personally use the screen away mode myself. Um, I just I don't know. I find it more comfortable for some reason. Um, but I do believe it is the same if you're in tabletop mode. Yes. Um, I think you would do it with okay. you know, the, your fingers and in that it, configuration. Um, and you may find that you prefer to use screen away mode on the phone and tabletop mode on your iPad, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you've got to do what works best for you for whichever device. You know, the end user isn't going to notice. So. Sure. Yeah, and you, you mentioned um, the, the locking and unlocking the screen orientation. Can you... Can you just real briefly again speak to how that's done? So once you want to, I usually keep it locked most of the time. So if you're in the standard Braille screen input mode, it's a, what you do is you get your phone orientated the way you want it and then do a three finger swipe up and it should say orientation locked and it will stay in that mode no matter how you hold your phone. It'll just stay in that particular so mine is always in screen away mode, even though I'm not holding the screen towards me. And then if you need to change it, you unlock the orientation with the same command and then reposition the phone how you want it and then just relock the phone, relock the orientation, and it'll stay locked. And um, that is one of those things that will also follow you. Like if you transfer phones or whatever and you have iCloud backups on all your Braille screen input settings will follow you from phone to phone or if you reset your phone, that type of thing too. So you can just, if you're happy with it, you can leave it locked and not even think about it whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, I think when, I'd, I'd have to try it again to, to be sure. I think if my memory serves me, when I do the three finger swipe up, I often um, hear a tab instead of... Then do the free, if it, it says if it's not working up, then do it down. It's going to depend on how your okay. phone's orientated to begin with. Okay, that's okay. Why well, I was a little bit vague on that, and so if one way doesn't work, try, if one direction doesn't work, try the other direction. Gotcha. Okay, I appreciate that. Yep. All right, well, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Dan. Uh, and our yeah. last hand is Joel. All right. Hi. How's the crown of Kentucky? So you're you're, you're a crown jewel, a... right? What's that? I said you're a crown jewel of Kentucky, right? I'm jewel, yeah, jewel of Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So I have a comment, and then I do have a question as well. Um, somebody sure. was we're talking about the NLS e-reader. I can confirm that if you have the charger cord that it was sent with, that is USB-C to USB-C. That is the cord that you'll be plugging it into your devices with. So if your device has the USB-C connection, it'll work just fine. Um, my laptop has USB-C, and it, all I have to do is plug it in. 
So it, if you don't want to use Bluetooth, then that's the way to do it. Um, and my question is, you mentioned Braille tables. You mentioned UEB and EBAE. Does Braille screen input uh, also recognize other Braille tables for world languages? Like yes. Spanish or French? Okay. It cool. does. Um, I've not, <clears throat> excuse me. I've not had too familiar, I'm not too familiar with them, but I do know what you would, so what I would do if, I, and I'm glad you brought this up because I meant to talk about this. So what you would do is if you're dealing with multiple Braille tables, then you enable them and then you'll also need to enable Braille tables in your rotor. So then in your rotor, you would go to the Braille tables, flick down to the one you want, and then Braille screen input should be in that particular table mode. Okay, so it works just the same as the Braille table for a Braille display. Exactly, yes. Awesome, thank you. Yep, I meant to mention that earlier, so I'm glad you brought that uh, question to the front here. So. Um, we All don't right. have any so, more raised hands. So there are no more raised hands, but we have uh, 10 more minutes on our hand. So uh, any other participant who feels like asking, even if you are a non-user of iPhone, but if you found today's uh, presentation uh, useful or, you know, encouraging to use it, you may express your comments. But before doing that, I have a little announcement here. Uh, there was a good discussion about Share Braille initiated by one of our participants, and then there were responses. Uh, this was done using our group email. I would request anyone who wants to use the group email or EBC uh, group email, uh, please check with me before you do that, because I just do not want any uh, unnecessary discussion going on using this group email. This was good. So the person who initiated, I appreciate it. I'm not criticizing you, my friend. But tomorrow, it may happen that somebody else may initiate a discussion which we do not want to be so public. So please check with me. Send me your uh, information about the link you are talking about or anything else. And uh, get my permission whether you should share it on the group email. All right. So that was one announcement that I wanted to make clear. And uh, yes, let's see if there are more hands up. Uh, Joel has hands. All right. Okay. Yes. I actually wanted to mention something else and forgot to. Um, you mentioned that Mac does not have a Braille screen input. However, I can speak to um, something that Apple has said they are going to consider, because I have specifically talked to them about this, is allowing the SDF and JKL keys to be used as a Braille input. Um, I they would are considering so try that. that. Feature. Yep. And that would then allow the Mac to also use Braille screen input because yep. you know, then you can use the keys. So definitely. I just thought I mentioned that. They, I have talked to them about it, and they said, yes, we will definitely consider this. Well, not only would that help Mac users, they could also implement that as a function for Bluetooth keyboards on the iPhone as well. So for people that did not want to use the screen on Absolutely. their phones. It iPads, would probably so. be easier than trying to figure out the screen yeah. with your fingers. The keys yeah. would be a lot easier on a Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah. Well, but, I would definitely try that because it's I, I find it a lot easier to write in Braille than typing. And I don't like reading Braille like long term. But I definitely like writing in Braille because I just think it is more efficient. So yeah, I think it would be cool to have that option for sure. Interesting. Well, I'll mention the more people ask for it, the more they're likely they are to do it. So nudge, nudge. All right. Very good. Very good. Okay, we have um, seven minutes to the hour and no raised hands. No raised hand. No raised okay. Hands. Right. So. 
Let's see, Herbie, you have something more to say about Braille input. Well, you know, I just want to say that I really, like I said, it is my number one typing method on the phone because I do find mm-hmm. it is the most flexible. I just highly encourage everybody who has not done so to give it a try just to see what you think at least. And um, I think you'll find that uh, it can be a lot more accurate than dictation, a lot faster than standard typing. And, you know, it doesn't, since it doesn't require any external devices, it uh, doesn't uh, use up any extra battery or anything like that. You, um, of course, you know, are going to find it, I find it to do tricky to write in Braille screen input, like if I'm bouncing down the bumpy road like we have here in Houston. But, uh, so that can be a little bit of a uh, problem. And just holding the phone on your lap too, as well. Well, you know, and all that. So, um, definitely. And uh, I think it's great that uh, Google has brought it to Talkback. I think that there's some third-party screen readers that, for Google that also support Braille screen input. So uh, you should definitely look into that. Um, I'm sorry that I'm not an Android user, so I, I can't speak much to. Braille on the Android, but it sounds like it's come a long way from uh, its uh, where it uh, used to be. And so just to kind of recap, where you go to uh, turn on your Braille screen input, again, you go to accessibility. Uh, so, so go to settings, accessibility, voiceover, and Braille. And in there, you're going to go to look for your Braille screen input and you can set it to contracted or uncontracted and you can leave the dot positions how they are or have them reversed. I think you should experiment with both ways and see which one works best for you. Um, Most people prefer to have them off, but uh, I prefer to have them on and because um, that's how to hold the phone. And um, you also need to go to your rotor, which is also in accessibility settings and voiceover, and enable Braille screen input. I recommend you adjust the Braille screen input rotor to be between characters and words. And that really seems to help because what happens if you have it in a different spot, you'll go out of Braille screen input mode and it's kind of like it's still stuck in there. And so you really have to use the rotor a lot more. But I found that it being in between those two, and that's not where I originally wanted it, but um, I find that it seems to be the most stable when going in and out of Braille screen input. And remember, not only can you write in it, you can also use it as an app launcher as well. So I showed you earlier how I opened the Notes app just by going to the home screen, going to Braille screen input and typing in N-O, and it didn't tell me no, it said Notes. So then I could do a uh, two-finger swipe left or two-finger swipe right, depending on your phone, to uh, open the app. And if I, I forgot to mention, too, you can if you have multiple results, that's not a problem. You just flick up and down till you find the one that you want. Or just keep writing out the name until it narrows it down to the uh, voice. Um, so um, anyway, sorry. So even so, you can yeah. flick down, or you can just narrow down the results by it. So that's pretty useful, especially if you're somebody that has like twelve pages of apps. You don't have to go looking for them, and you don't have to rely on Siri because. You know, she's become a lot more flaky, so you have you have another method to try. Um, Jill has her hand raised. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention something that I realized. Um, for people who are learning non-Latin alphabets, for example, Japanese, Arabic, Russian, I have found that the Braille input is a lot easier than trying to learn the non-Latin keyboards. Some of those keyboards are very complicated. Japanese ones are a good example. The Japanese keyboard is not easy to learn. Um, so Braille input is a lot easier. So, for example, I know, Ibrahim, you're learning Arabic. I would say that Arabic Braille input will probably be a lot easier for you than trying to learn the on-screen keyboard um, with that language. Um, those I've tried the Arabic keyboard. It is complicated also. 
um, I found Braille input a lot easier for that. So this would be a great way to input other languages that are non-Latin alphabets. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Good to know. Thank you. And uh, I think one more advantage I could think of is that you can use your contractions. So instead of typing on a regular mode where you have to type each and every letter, here you can use contractions and save time. Am I right, Herbie? That is correct. And I th for me, that's one of the big attractions to Braille screen input is the ability to write contractions because yes. <clears throat> you can imagine how much more time you save that way. Mm -hmm. You just type B and leave a space and it writes but? Yep. Aha, that's fascinating. Yep. And yet another advantage I found from your speech, which I never knew before, that you can delete a word at a time. Yes. I have a really hard time using the regular mode and deleting and editing. Yep. So this sounds great. Yep. Right. And uh, like was said earlier, you can find all the Braille commands in the uh, commands part of the uh, voiceover uh, setting there. So you can learn all the things. There's probably some even I don't know or didn't even think about talking about. So, um, And you can adjust them, too, if you want to have you know, voiceover is that customizable. But yeah, those are some advantages to Braille screen input. Oh, the other thing I will mention where you cannot use contracted Braille is um, if you're using the Braille screen input to open apps, you cannot use contract. That has to be grade one. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's the only disadvantage. Good but, to know. Good to know. Yeah. And so. for some people who do not know the terms, grade one means uncontracted Braille and grade two means contracted Braille. Yep. All right. So, with that, we are reaching the end of today's session. I'm pretty sure it was very enlightening. Quite a learning experience, very informative. Thank you, Herbie, to be our guest speaker and making such a wonderful presentation. Well, thank uh, you for having me. Thank you. You're, well, you're most welcome. And I, I would like to thank you on behalf of the entire I Love Braille family. So with that, uh, I would like to wish you all a good week ahead and a good weekend. And I'll see you all next Thursday. Take care and have a nice day.